And welcome back, fourth and long fans. It's your AFL correspondent, Coach Donnie Hess, here back with another episode of my supporter series that I'm doing over here in the offseason. And today, ladies and gentlemen, I have a very good friend with me, Mr. Richard Young. Rich, how are you? Dick, how are you doing, sir? Very well, thanks, Donnie. Thanks for having me on the show. I'm looking forward to it, and uh, we'll get amongst it and have a bit of a yarn, mate. That's that's what we're here for. All right. I cannot wait. And I, I will disclose a little bit. Uh, Dick here, actually, his brother lives here in the States and is one of the Aussies that really helped kind of shape the roosters. So I always try to keep in, in, in touch with Dick. So, so let's get started just a little bit. I always like kind of finding out a little bit about the person besides footy, kind of who you are, just a little bit about yourself, just a short little bio of who Richard Young is. Short bio. Uh... Richard Young, Aussie Rules fans from a, from a young age. I live in Canberra in the nation's capital. Been here for a couple of years. Greenkeeper by trade on a golf course. Um, I, I just love me footy. I love my rugby league. I love my rugby union. Aussie Rules as well. Cricket is probably my number one pastime. Uh, but, but, yeah, we're here to talk about Aussie Rules football and, uh, and whatnot. So that's who I am. I just... Uh, I'm, 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 I was just so excited when I found out that, that Des Moines actually had their own football side when my brother said, come down to training. This is 15 or so years ago. So uh, always keeping an eye on the Roosters, Donnie, and uh, we've got the Nationals this weekend. So that's just going to be great for American football, Aussie rules football. Yep, and we'll definitely have to keep track of that. And, and I'll let you know after this that some of the games are going to be on YouTube this year. So I'll definitely try to get yeah. you a link to some of the games. Sadly, the Roosters will not be on any of the links. Unfortunately, they're on a field that doesn't have a camera, which kind of sucks, but we will, we will definitely keep yep. track of that. But we're here to talk footy. And one of the things I like to know is kind of what is your favorite thing about football? Easy question, Donnie. I've, I've, uh, I've had a little think about this. For me, it's just the atmosphere at the ground, mate. It is just the atmosphere. It's, you, you, got, you got games like soccer and, dare I say, American football where – I like both those sports, but it's sort of the crowd that creates that atmosphere where Australian rules football, the ball's bouncing around, and it's a game that creates the atmosphere, the oohs, the ahs, the, the yells, the cheers. I just love the atmosphere. Melbourne Cricket Ground, 60,000 plus. Give me 100,000 if you want, but that's just the best place to be, mate. It's just amongst the other supporters. Yeah, yeah that it's is one real for me, mate. The atmosphere. Completely agree. One of the things, well, my bucket list is to get down there. If it's the SCG, it's the MCG. I don't care. I want to see a footy game live because it's just even what I watch on the on the television. It, it's absolutely insane. I love the atmosphere, the fan support. So, so as as I've kind of seen, you've been around footy for a long period of time, and, and this is this is a respect more of things. What's your earliest football memory that you can remember? Uh, the earliest memory, I grew up in Sydney for the first few years of my life. I, and we, we left Sydney and went to a small town um, when I was about eight or so. But in 1977, I didn't know Aussie rules existed. And I was a six-year-old kid living in Sydney. And uh, the rugby league grand final was drawn that year as well. My St. George Dragons were in it against Parramatta. And uh, 
anyway, Dad watched, they had one one game a season on TV in Sydney. It was the AFL or the VFL Grand Final. And uh, Dad was watching it. And I'm sitting there looking at North Melbourne playing Collingwood, black and white stripes, blue and white stripes, on a black and white television saying to Dad, what are we looking at here? Like, they've both got the same jerseys on. And he goes, nah, the team in the black shorts are Collingwood. So that, that was my first sort of glimpse of Aussie rules football. And at the time I just said to dad, I said, do you support one of these teams? And he said, I support Collingwood for no real reason. He just picked them out of the crowd. And uh, he's a big rugby league, rugby union man and a very good cricketer, but uh, he always had his time for Aussie rules. And uh, he and I have always been Collingwood. It's simple as that. Yeah. Huh? I don't know what the question was, mate. I can't remember. <laughs> nah, you're good. You, you, it was what your earliest football memory. That's perfect. And, yeah. and you kind of already answered the question, but who's your club and kind of why do you support them? Yeah, yeah. Collingwood for sure. When when we saw that game and it was a draw, um, a Collingwood guy kicked a really long goal at the end of the game to to, to get the game tight. And uh, but the following week, North Melbourne came back and smashed us completely and and utterly off the off the planet. And uh, yeah, it's been Collingwood. And uh, as you would know, um, Donnie, that Collingwood's probably the most hated sporting club in Australia. Uh, as a kid growing up, for many years, I hated the hatred because people just hated on you because you're black and white. But uh, mm-hmm. Uh, for the last few decades, I love it. I love the hate. I love being Collingwood. I love being despised. Um, we are who we are, and um, we love ourselves, and uh, we don't care for anyone else. <laughs> I, I absolutely love it. I, I, I told a few people here in the States, I said that Collingwood is like the New York Yankees. You either love them or you hate them. There is no middle ground. You, 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 don't, you, you can't like them. You either love them or you hate them, and, and it's kind of the, the fun little – comparison that i have it's, it's kind of the, the new england patriots have become it over here in the states as well too but so you said your dad was a collingwood supporter you're a collingwood supporter is most of your family a collingwood supporter because i know this personally but i know there's one person in the family that kind of broke ranks and who does he support yeah yeah my brother um mum's a collingwood supporter but she'd only keep up to date with the results and when she goes to games she takes a knitting and crocheting with her and a, and a warm blanket and a coffee um uh i've just forgotten where we're going on this on this on this track donny what was we, what were we talking about oh uh, where, where through my mind. with 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 your brother was was how did how oh, do yeah, you yeah, know sorry. why he picked the club yeah. he did and what club did he pick <laughs> yeah, yeah. So he went against the grain and went with North Melbourne. And, and the reason behind that was a fair reason. When we were at primary school, which is ages like five to 12, our primary school was North Melbourne colours and mm-hmm. were the kangaroos. And our local our local side were the kangaroos as well. And so everyone at school supported North Melbourne. And uh, Matt just went with that. And he's always been North Melbourne. And I always consider North my second team, and that's because of Matt and because of my upbringing at, at Brocklesby Primary School. Yeah, the blue and white. Yeah, I, he, I remember him telling me that story, and it always made me laugh because he was like, "My brother and my dad are both Collingwood supporters, and I picked North Melbourne because the colours." I'm like, "Well, at least you picked it for a unique reason," and I love that he stayed with it. That is absolutely awesome. So, here's here's one of the things I always like. For me, it's hard to get my club, which is the Sydney Swans, to get items to get merchandise. Do you remember the first Collingwood item or or thing you ever bought or given as a gift? 
Yeah, yeah. This, this was a very special moment, Donnie. I, I need tissues. I'm a bit emotional, but uh, we had some relatives come up. We'd just moved to Albury. It was about 1980 or 1981. And uh, obviously Collingwood fans. And we had some relatives from Melbourne come up who weren't Collingwood supporters, but it was near around to my birthday. Mm. And uh, they bought me up a Collingwood jersey, long sleeve, like they always, a lot of players wore in those days. Woolen um, had the VFL badge on one side and it had... Uh, um, um, Hard Yakka, who was our sponsor for many years, up in the top corner, which made it super cool for me because it was like the players wore that jersey. And uh, mm-hmm. I put a number 35 on it for Peter Dacos, and I reckon I slept in it for about the first four nights. About the first four nights, it was my pajamas. Yeah. That's <laughs> about it. That is absolutely fantastic. So, so you slept in your you slept in your jersey, which which I think is a great transition for this. Is that I like hearing people explain their their support, why they support the team, their, their fandom, as we had kind of discussed off camera. Can, can you describe like, are you a every time Collingwood is on, you have to watch it from last from first minute to last minute? Are you a casual Collingwood supporter? I mean, how would you describe your how how you support Collingwood? Um. It, it, it goes in ups and downs, but I always know what they're doing. And if they're on TV, I'm watching them play. That's for sure. Uh, as for other games, I'll only pick out a few other games from that, that particular round with other teams playing in it. But uh, I'm always up to speed on Collingwood. I always watch them. And then I'll watch the highlights on YouTube or something like that and check out all the stats. So I'm not 100%, but um, I'm, I'm, I'm up with it, mate. Yeah, I'm up with it. They're my team. You're only 100% at Collingwood. You're not 93% or anything like that. Everybody fan. Everybody fans differently. I, 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 I'm, I'm a diehard. I wake up at 4 a.m. to watch the Swans. I, I pay attention to the, to the draft rumors and the rumors of the trades, everything like that. I'm, I'm, I'm nuts, but I don't bequeath people that don't because everybody fan, everybody fans differently. And, and that's, I like hearing kind of how you kind of, how you are a fan of your club. So I got to ask this, you're an MCC member. You told me this, what was the first Collingwood game you ever attended? Uh, yeah, an MCC member is, yeah, it's a member of the Melbourne Cricket Ground, which is where the home of Aussie Rules footy. So I'm very lucky to be a member there. That To be on the waiting list took me about 20, 21 years before my name came up. But nowadays, it'd be 30-year waiting list to get into the members. At the Melbourne Cricket Ground, that, that section of members stand holds about 22,500 of us. And... Uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's a great place. But where I first ever saw Collingwood, that was the question, wasn't it, Donnie? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it was an interesting one. It was my first ever proper VFL game. And we were in Sydney seeing some relatives, oh, my, my grandparents, and uh, Collingwood was playing the South Melbourne Swans, who then became the Sydney Swans, as a one-off promotional match. Um, every season, the VFL would go to Sydney and play one game. And it was for competition points. It was a proper game, but it was just to take the game to a rugby league area, one game. And uh, we were down in Sydney and Collingwood was playing South Melbourne and Dad said, do you want to go? And we said, absolutely. So my brother and I hopped in the car and uh, drove to the Sydney cricket ground and watched Collingwood get beaten, Donnie. We watched them get beaten. I can still remember uh, Dennis Carroll running down the eastern wing all afternoon, bounce, 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 kick. And... uh, 
they had us they had us under control and unfortunately as we were driving into the into the car park area the radio told us that my favorite player peter dacos was a late out and so i wouldn't get to see number 35 <laughs> and at that point dad almost turned around heavy traffic one-off game 40 odd thousand people and uh, dad's going dacos no no this is we're turning home and uh, we can't, Dad. We're stuck in a gridlock in the in the in the park. So uh, that was my first game, Donnie. And uh, yeah, it was in Sydney, and it was a promotional game. And a couple of years later, the Sydney Swans were created. Yeah, yes. Awesome. That, and, and a great story. And, and you you kind of noticed there. And I had seen that before Sydney had moved up, that the AFL that the AFL or VFL was trying to get into New South Wales a little bit. Jumping from that, you kind of already answered my question. You're really good at this, but that's not a problem. Who's your favorite player of the past? And then do you have a favorite player currently on the Collingwood list? Um, Favorite player of the past is number 35, Peter Dacos, the Macedonian Marvel. Uh, He started playing just as I picked Collingwood up in the late 1970s. He debuted in about 1978, I reckon, and uh, renowned for kicking massive torpedo goals, you know, the spiral torpedoes. Mm -hmm. And uh, he was just a goal sneak. He was a wonderful player. He wore a mullet better than most men could wear a mullet. Um, He played 250 games for Collingwood. Uh, He kicked 350 or 360 goals for us. He's just a freak. And there's one goal that I remember, Donnie, if I can sneak off, um, grand final, 1990, Collingwood's had a massive 30-odd-year drought. And Essendon came out and went bang, 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 kicked three goals on us straight away. And we went down and heads were dropped. And we thought, here we go again, another lost grand final. That's what Collingwood does. We lose grand finals. And then Dacos got the ball and scrubbed this goal through from the boundary line. And we just rolled from that moment on, Donnie. It was the Collingwood juggernaut. And uh, the drought was over. The drought was over. So, yeah, Peter Dacos for sure. And in the modern era, uh, I've never seen a better all-round footballer than Scott Pendlebury. He's just... Mm-hmm. Um, He's just a smooth operator. That's my name for him. He's just a smooth dude. He has time, his disposal, his football brain. Very good basketballer as a young fellow. Was at the Australian Institute of Sport as an Australian basketballer and had a had a moment where he just said, I'm going to go and play football. And thank God he did. And uh, Collingwood, Collingwood superstar, the best of the best. Yeah, yeah. Pendlebury is one of those. He when there's no time, he finds time. It's incredible yeah, how many, yeah. how, how smooth and how calm he is with the mm. footy in hand. Such a great kick, such a great player. It's, it's hard to argue that he is not one of the best and one of the greatest Collingwood players to, to don the black and white. I, I, I think I know where you're going to go with this one, but I want to hear this most memorable moment as a Pies supporter. Yeah, yeah. Um, how long have we got, Donny? <laughs> uh, I've got a list. Of, I've got a list. A couple, Donny. As in, um, I wasn't at the ground to watch us win the nineteen ninety grand final. That was pretty special. We um, we had a we had one superstar in our team called Peter Dacos, and the rest of them just worked for each other. There was no superstars. There was tough guys. Um, so nineteen ninety was amazing. We broke the drought and. Uh, um, then I was at 2010 grand finals at the game watching it. So I, I saw us draw the week before and then came back the following week and we smashed them. And that was great. But 
I really like my prelim finals, Donnie, for the atmosphere mm. at the ground. I always talk about the atmosphere. And some prelim finals that I've seen, man, have blown my mind because it's only the supporters that are there. It's mm-hmm. grand final day. You've got blokes on free tickets. You've got blokes who are just there to watch the game of footy, mate. And uh, mm-hmm. prelim finals where it's mad. It's just hectic. And 2002 Adelaide Crows at the G, full house, 80,000 Collingwood fans. Shouldn't have won. We thrash them. Amazing. Um, the other one was was 2010 prelim before we won the grand final, smashing Geelong. Um just the prelim finals, I love them. And doing Richmond in 2018, that was amazing with Mason Cox just, just going sick, mate. He just, yeah, it makes me emotional talking about it. <laughs> uh, and, and the fact, and the fact that the U, and the fact that the USA chant started going up amongst the Collingwood fans, it's still one of the things that we we tell a lot of people over here in the states. Like, and anytime it happens, or like, like a USA chant broke out in the middle of Melbourne, Australia during a Aussie rules football game because a U.S. player was kicking goals and taking incredible marks and just clunking marks left and right. What an incredible, incredible game. So so I completely agree. All great moments. So I'm going to pick a tiny scab here, and I don't like to. And it's never, never my thing here. But last year, unfortunately, the pies were not very good. They did not have a season that I think a lot of us were really expecting. Um, what were your thoughts a little bit on the pies? I mean, were you disappointed that the buck, they relieved Buckley of his duties. You finished towards the bottom of the ladder and kind of, what are your thoughts on last year? Yeah. Uh, it's hard to say. It was a very disappointing season, Donnie. We, um, we're in that transition between the media getting rid of our, our coach, Nathan Buckley, who, who would be behind Scott Pendlebury for one of the legends I've ever, ever come across. So it was a disappointing season, but it was just disappointing on the field, as in mm-hmm. poor execution, poor sideways play so often, so over-possessing, so boring, so mm-hmm. shit, um, um, crap, crap um, um, entry into the forward 50. Everything was poor, Donnie, except for I think there was one game in Buckley's last game as coach. We came out and showed Melbourne that we're actually a dominant force. <laughs> but mm-hmm. I, I, I put it down to, yeah, the coach was going. We don't know who the new coach was. Um, yeah, it was just not the right season for Collingwood. We were crap and we finished where we deserved to finish. But now we're going forward. We've got a new coach who I'm really excited about, Craig McRae. Mm-hmm. He was a good footballer, not a great footballer, but he was a very good footballer for the Brisbane Lions. But he's done a really good coaching apprenticeship, Donnie. He was at Richmond as assistant coach when they were winning premierships. He's done VFA, which is Melbourne district football. He's been around a lot of clubs. So he only gets ticks for me. And he's brought a couple of his own men with him as well. So I'm looking forward to seeing how Collingwood goes. Um, um, I don't know how we'll go, though, mate. But I'm looking forward to the season more than I was looking forward to last season. Yeah. All right. All right. And that's a great transition. Um, how, how do you keep an eye on the off season? I know, I know the off season hits and footy's almost 365 nowadays, because as soon as the season's over, then you have the free agency period, you have the trade period, then you have the draft. So th- there's not a ton of time where footy isn't being talked about. So have you been keeping an eye on the off season considering the free agency and trade period have come down and, and you're getting closer and closer to the draft and, and a name you've said many times that uh, one of the day coast kids is, is going to be a father son to to Collingwood. I mean, do you, how have you been keeping an eye on it? 
Yeah, I, I don't keep an eye on on, on um, off-season um, moves or anything that much, Donnie, other than what might come past me on social media or on my, my fan pages and that. It's uh, I pretty much sit down to the first game of the season and go, right, what do we got here, boys? Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's nice having um, Dacosses and Browns in the club um, and um, um, Darcy Moore as well. His, his father was one of my heroes as a young kid, Peter Moore, a Brownlow medalist. So it's, it's a nice romantic touch having blokes um, whose dads have played for our club. And we did have one of your men, Nick Davis, playing for Collingwood. He was, didn't quite hit his, hit, his, hit, his, hit his best at Collingwood, but um, um, he had a very, very good career, though. And his old man was a favourite of mine as a young kid as well. So I do like the family involvement. And so we'll see what the Dacos boys have got up their sleeve this season. Well, the, um, the youngest one, Nick, it sounds like he's going to be the number one pick. So the Collingwood will have to match that father-son. But you at least are going to get a very, very quality kid there at the number one uh, spot there. Um I'm never one for expectations, but I know some people do. Do you have any expectations for next year? Do you see an increase in the ladder? Do you think Collingwood's going to kind of mire back in the back, kind of pick up some draft picks for a couple of seasons until Craig McRae can kind of get everything in from his system that he wants? Yeah, it's a good question. I don't know. I'm going in unexpected. We, I think a very good result would be to, to finish eighth or seventh, I think, with with um, and the new coach and everything and the way we've been playing. And um, he's going to have a new different style and everyone's looking forward to seeing how he's going to play our football. So uh, um, don't know how we're going to go, but we've got to go better than we did this season. We've just, we've just got to brush up on a lot of basic skill points pretty much. So, yeah, and guys will be wanting to perform for Craig and that's another that's another um, positive aspect. So I don't know what to expect, mate, but I expect to see better than what we did this season. Yeah. Okay. I, I'm, yeah. I'm hoping so too. Collingwood is such a great club. It's, it's hard to see them down where they were, but we'll, we'll definitely have to see how things go. So, so we're getting towards the end and I like having some fun questions. I like just doing really random ones. So this is a fun one. I'm going to install you as the Collingwood list manager as of right now. Every single yep. player in the entire AFL, not on Collingwood's list, is an option. Who are you bringing in as the as your first move, and why? First, the first guy I, I would like to bring in, I think I'm going to go with Marcus Bontepelli. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a multi-tool player. He can kick goals. Um, he's a brilliant midfielder. He runs up and down the field um, brilliantly with a good engine. Uh, a little similar to Scott Pendlebury. Um, Excuse me, um, a, a little similar to Scott Pendlebury that he, he's got a lot of time. He's a good possessor of the football and an executor of his kicks and handballs. He'd be my number one guy. And he comes across as a decent fella as well, a bloke that lifts his team and big, strong looking lad sort of thing, a, a good figurehead. So he'd be mine, but uh, we won't be getting him anytime soon, Donnie. <laughs> I, I, I said it was, I said some of these are going to be fun. Now, now I, I got to ask this question as an MCC member, I, I'm really interested to see how you respond to this. The last two grand finals have been outside of Melbourne with the Gabba and Perth. And for me, I thought they were great spectacles. I thought they were a great way to show that AFL is a national game. Is the grand final, should it always be in Victoria, in the MCG, or would you be okay with maybe once every four to five years 
seeing the Adelaide Oval, seeing Perth, seeing, mm-hmm. seeing maybe Alliance Arena in Sydney, getting a grand final, just to kind of shake it up a little bit. Yeah, um, two ways to answer this question. As an MCC member, I'd say, no, nah, we'll keep it at Melbourne forevermore. But if I wasn't an MCC member, I don't think I'd be too worried about games going over to Perth and the like of that or up to Brisbane or anything like that. I don't think that's too bad. It's just that the MCG is the best stadium. 100,000 people they can pack mm-hmm. in there. Football's about money. Um, yeah, so I, I love it being at the G, but... Um, yeah, it's been nice to see it go elsewhere in the last couple of years, though. It's been something completely different, and uh, which I think is good. So, uh, like you said, every one, every five years they took it away somewhere. I, I, I could wear that. Um, mm-hmm. I haven't got much of a choice in the matter, really, Donnie. It's not like I could argue the toss, but uh, knowing that you could possibly see Collingwood playing finals games and um, is is why I just love it. Where I can just mm-hmm. walk into the ground every every game and. Uh, I've done that through a few final series, just watched every game at the Melbourne cricket ground over the, over the course of the finals, just at a, a gluttony. <laughs> yeah. And I can understand that. And as I've said with most people, I thought the, I thought the first grand final was amazingly well done, but I agree with you. It, it's if, if you're purely going off financials, the MCG is it, it's a hundred thousand. There is no bigger stadium, but I just for optics and the diff, I think just the differentiation and plus maybe it may inspire an, an out of Victorian team. Like if it was an, if it was at the port, if it was at the Adelaide oval port and Adelaide would be trying as hard as they can maybe to get there it may see the the ladder be a line a little bit different so it's just it's a a funny little twist that i i I thought about i've heard some people but i agree i think the mcc they've got a hold of it and they ain't gonna let it go i and i highly doubt this will happen unless covid strikes again next year i highly doubt it will not be in the mcg next season so I, i i've told a lot of people i am an avid i'm an avid member of of women's footy and the AFLW, I, I enjoy the product. I think it is getting better and better each and every season. And with next season, seeing all 18 clubs in the AFL have an AFLW season, I always ask, I always ask my, my, my guests, do you keep an eye on the AFLW? And if you do, kind of what were your thoughts on last season? And, and do you keep an eye as much on calling as the calling with ladies as you do the men? Um. Pretty similar. I've watched. I've, I've watched every Collingwood um, women's match since uh, since the inception of the, the um, AF, AFLW. So I, anything with Collingwood, I watch Collingwood play netball. We've got our own netball side, which would be mm-hmm. unfamiliar to Americans. But I watch Collingwood play netball because they're wearing Collingwood and they're Collingwood. <laughs> so, but yeah, our girls. I've watched them since day one, and uh, the 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 skill sets are just improving every season, which is which was always going to happen. So we're getting just better and better and better. The, the AFLW as a whole, as in um, just the skill sets of the, of the girls out there are just getting better and better as they become a little more professional. They're not professional like the, the fellas, but uh, I, I enjoy it. I, I enjoy watching every Collingwood game and we, we played quite well last season and uh, it was a quite a t- tight season where I think the first six teams were only um, separated by one win, I think. So that's... Mm-hmm. That's, that's that's good value. So, no, I look forward to watching the girls again. And, uh, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, one of my fa- one of my favorite players last year was Chloe Malloy from from Collingwood. She's an absolute bun. She she was absolutely outstanding to watch play. So, so I'm gonna have a couple of really funny ones here. And being an American, I, I've never been to a game of footy, but I, I've always heard this: What's your go-to food when you go to the footy? <laughs> Yanks love food. They love food at the foot. Um, at- I go to a lot of baseball games, so I see food there that I've never seen in my life. But um, uh, at the footy, if I'm just having a normal um, in my seat, I'm a pie guy for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, pies for sure. And pizza. Pizza and pies. Uh, you can't drink alcohol outside in the members. You've got to drink in the bars. You can't actually sit in your seats to drink. So there's there's nice restaurants in the members as well. There's quite a few a few restaurants in the members that you can go and have a, a proper sit down meal as well. So uh, pie and pizza and beer sandwiches, yeah. Awesome. Sure. It's, I, I I just want to see how many. I, I think I know the answer for most of them is going to be the meat pie, which which I think is fantastic. And I know if yeah. I ever get down there, that's the first thing I'm going to do is make sure. I have a meat pie for, for that particular game. Um, I'm one of those. I like seeing different parts of the grounds. And unfortunately, due to the footy over here, it's there's no different levels. So when you go to a game, is there a specific place that you like to sit? Do you like sitting behind the goals? Do you like sitting at midfield? Where's kind of your sweet spot when it comes to watching the footy? Yeah, yeah. I actually wrote this down because you'd sent me some questions you're going to ask me. What's my favourite spot? And my favourite position in the Melbourne Cricket Ground is Section N48. Now, that's right on the halfway line or right in the centre line. Uh, um, first tier up. You're not really high, but you're not really low. You can hear the ball kicking off the boot. You can hear the players um, yelling at each other. Um, that's my prime spot. And when I go to the grand finals... Um, that's the seat that I'm charging up the escalators to try and dive into. Um, perfect. It's just perfect. And, uh, but in saying that, a lot of the time when I go into the members just to watch Collingwood home and away games, uh, I'll, I'll sit wherever I fancy it. Quite often, I'll just stand up, stand up at the back of the at the, at the lower concourse. But also, a lot of times, I'll go out of the Collingwood, um, the MCC reserve into the normal section and stand behind the goalposts with the Collingwood fans because. The members is a bit more posh and you sort of can't really say what comes into your head at that particular moment when it was a mm-hmm. flat out holding the ball. But uh, so I like really going there and getting amongst the animals, the Collingwood animals and uh, lots of police down there, and just keeping an eye on stuff. And uh, yeah, it's a great atmosphere. Yeah. Yeah, I, 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 I'm, I really want to see a game from behind the goals just to be able to see kind of the movement of the players. I think my, my coaching background and seeing some of the, the vision on some of the, on the footy things, like I really would love to see it from about halfway up where I can watch the movement, uh, the ball movement. I, I think I, I think that'll be absolutely awesome if I ever do. So we're getting close to the end. But for me, I like, there, there's a, there's some Americans that are watching our channel and are listening to this podcast. So, so just really quickly, could you give me a, just a quick pitch to if they're an American fan that hasn't chosen the AFL team, why they should choose Collingwood? Why an American fan should choose Collingwood? Well, uh, let me say this straight up, Donnie. We don't go groveling for fans. We don't, we don't ask people to become fans. We're Collingwood because we love our club. Any American football um, supporter of Australian football is welcome to support Collingwood, but we're not going to go and grovel for you. You come to us and we'll love you for, forever. But uh, 
We, we don't go out marketing for supporters. We generate enough of our own. We, <laughs> so uh, I just say, if you want to get on board with the biggest, most hated sporting club in Australia, Collingwood's your team. And uh, that's it. Uh, yeah, I, I've never tried to influence anyone to become a Collingwood supporter in my entire life, mate. If you want to be, you want to be. <laughs> well, I absolutely love it. It, it, it. I think that's a great way to kind of approach it. I'm one of those that I may be a Swan supporter, but if I meet an American that wants to get into it, I'm just more of wanting them to be in love with the sport. If they love my club, that's great. If they don't, I'm willing to help them find whatever club it is. So, so I, I completely agree with that. I love that stature because I think you're going to find a club that's going to match what you like. So I think that's a great look at it. And I always for my, for my final question, I always love asking this because it, it's always intriguing hearing the different answers. Favorite game of footy you've ever seen? Mm. Um, for, if it doesn't involve Collingwood, I'm going to say um, you should know all the statistics on this game. The, um, the um, Nick Davis went fruit bat in the last quarter at the SCG to win the prelim final. Um, that was a pretty hectic. I didn't watch that live. I, I just watched that on the TV. Mm-hmm. And uh, then they came back and won the grand final the following week, I think. I think. Two weeks. I think they played St. Kilda in the preliminary final because I was in the limb. Oh, yeah, remember. yeah. yeah. It's two, 2005, 2005 elimination final against, against Geelong. They played St. Kilda in the prelim final, won that one. And then they played West Coast in the first of their 05, 06 back-to-backs where Sydney wins the 05 one by four and if I remember right, West Coast wins 06 by one. One, that's it. Yeah, yep. yeah. That was a, a brilliant little period of time there. But, yeah, that Nick Davis game stands in my head. And, and another Sydney Swans game that stands in my head was, I can't remember, it would have been back in the mid-90s, and Tony Lockett was playing full forward for, for the mm-hmm. Swans. And he had to kick, it was against Essendon, I think, in a finals match, and he had to kick at least a behind mm-hmm. from outside of 50. He had a dodgy hamstring, and he and he knocked it through for behind. And I just remember that was a really good grinding game of footy, that one was, with a bit of a fairy tale finish at the end, I guess, for the Swans. Yeah, the, it just, I've I've heard several stories about that one. I want to try to find footage of that, but I've I've heard a lot of the some of the Swan supporters that I talked to about that one. So, well, uh, Dick, this has been an, another awesome conversation. It's great to catch up with you. I know we haven't chatted since the last time you've been over to the states, and we were kind of talking off camera about that. But I, I want to thank you for for being my Collingwood supporter. It's been an awesome chat with you. Absolutely, mate. I've enjoyed it myself. And all I want to say, Donnie, is that love to see you down here and to be able to take you through the MCG, a full guided tour, museums in the members, the restaurants, the beers, the food, the fans. And uh, yeah, and, and I'm, I'm more than happy to go to Sydney Cricket Ground with you as well, mate. It's only about three hours from where I am here in Canberra. Melbourne's about four hours from Canberra. So uh, we're sort of in the middle. Hmm. Well, once this COVID, once this COVID crap is all done, and I can, I can get the money to get down there, and you are on. I'm absolutely on it. I, I've I've got several people. In fact, I've even got an invite to Perth as well. So so yep. if I ever get down to Australia, I may have to take like a month because I've got I've got several uh, several friends that have all reached out and have expressed uh, wanting to host me or at least catch up with me if I ever get into Australia. So. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been another of my supporter series. Again, Dick, thank you again so much for talking with me. Um, we will be back very, very soon. I've got a ton of these scheduled. Keep an eye out. They are coming thick and fast. I cannot wait. Thank you again, and uh, have a wonderful evening.